to have a nice apocalypse. It's yes. the Talk Film Society podcast in which we yes, take is. a look at the film Southland Tales and the yes, works that one. of Richard Kelly. Richard Kelly. I yes. am one of your co-hosts, Marcelo Pico. Woo! And with me, yeah, as Marcelo. always, with this is we love him. Marcus Irving. Hey, Marcus. Marcus Irving. Yeah, everybody. We What's did up? It. What's going on? It sounds like you just cocked a gun. Or did you open Cracked up a drink? open a cold one. What are you drinking? Hey, let's 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 not tell us. Let's yeah, not, we let's, got hey, look. Yeah, on, none on, of this wait, other wait, wait, bullshit. Wait, wait. We let's, always got to get to what we're drinking. Yeah. So solo. yeah, forget forget the preamble. Forget why we're here. Forget what we're doing. None of that. Let's jump into it. First segment. What are we drinking? What are you drinking? <laughs> what, are we drink? what are we drinking? That's, We've never done this before. <laughs> well, we well okay. Let me let me correct myself. It's time for Southland Ales. It's, a, it's the yeah. part of the show where we either mix drinks. In 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 uh in theme to a character to, in Southland Tales, which we stopped doing a few we episodes ago. We have done ago. that. Yeah, uh, a while ago. We did it. We, it, it, it it has been done, but we haven't it done it in a while. Out. I didn't want to do it anymore. Uh, and then it kind of morphed into just what we're drinking currently as we're recording this episode or an episode. Uh, so what are we doing? We're gonna tell the listeners and each other what we're drinking. Southland Ales. Marcus, should I start? Because I'm not. Mine is not as, yeah, not as interesting. I've got something pretty special. Marcus. Yeah, yeah. Why I've, don't you go ahead? I got nothing special. I am drinking uh, 1877, the HEB store brand and mineral water, uh, made uh, to compete with Topo Chico. Now, here's a fun fact. Hmm. Uh, this I know because hmm. I know somebody who works at the store HEB. Uh, if you don't know what HEB mm-hmm. is, and if you, ha- if you haven't listened to past episodes, uh, HEB and Topo Chico uh, are two inherently Texas things. Although Topo Chico, you can find, uh, you know, anywhere where they sell Topo Chico across the country. Find it in Iowa, guys. Yeah, right? exactly. Right. Um, HEB, not as much. Uh, that that store chain is like sort of just uh, exclusively in the South and Texas. Um, but uh, Topo Chico, very popular. Uh, HEB, uh, to them, it's a hassle to, to stock Topo Chico. Uh, they essentially almost like lose money uh, stocking Topo Chico. Um, so what they have done uh, to compete with Topo Chico is make their own mineral water brand. Um, make it you know cheaper and sort of market it as like the, the the store brand alternative, and that's what I've been getting recently because uh, lately there's been I don't know if you want to call it supply chain problems or whatever. Uh, Tipo Chico uh, has been not so easy to find lately, so I've been going with like the store brand Tipo Chico 1877 is what it's called. So that's what I'm drinking. Is it a is it a viable alternative? Do you like it? It is. Yeah, is it it's, it's viable. It's not worse. Uh, I mean, it's it's easier to get. It's cheaper, and it uh, it, it, it hits. You want the brand? It hits the spot. Yeah, but it, it's good to you know take a break from the brand and then come back, and then I'll just get you know three cases of Tipo Chico why next you time. You like the brand so much? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm fine with I this. Get it. And you know to kind of perk myself up this afternoon because I had a. A morning where I went out to to walk, you know, three miles. I came back, uh, cooked myself some some bagels and locks. Now I'm like, kind of like, now I feel too laid back for a Sunday. So I made myself an Earl Grey tea to kind of perk myself up. Um, it is ah. it is uh, the Bigelow brand of tea. 
uh, and I'm drinking Earl Grey because uh, I, I, I like Earl Grey. It's my favorite kind of tea. I'm a tea guy. No more coffee for me. It's just tea. That's um, like so, I like that, Marcel. I like that for you. So there you go. That that's what I'm drinking. Tea man. I'm I'm uh, call me uh, call me Mister High Tea because that's what I drink. <laughs> now that's what I'm drinking, Marcus. <laughs> gonna turn it to you. What are you drinking? What's your Southland ales? Uh, my Southland ales today is. Uh, I said it's very special. I'm a brand guy as well. My brand, of course, is Mountain Dew because uh, I'm horrible trash. And uh, whenever there's a new Mountain Dew product out there, I have to get it. I never like them. Uh, they're usually all very, very bad. But uh, Marcelo, I always got to try them. And this one uh, was very exciting to me. I was, I was just getting a regular Mountain Dew. I was at the grocery store. Grocery store, not the grocery store. I was at the gas station. Wow. I was at the gas station. Okay, I was just getting... Oh, my God. Glad you corrected yourself. I was just getting a... A regular Mountain Dew. You I sure walked up to the counter. Was, what's that? I said, are you sure about that? You're getting. Uh, do you want to keep changing your story? No. <laughs> I was just getting a regular Mountain Dew. Okay. And I walked up Wait, to the counter with it, on. and I was going to pay for it. Are you presenting an alibi right now? You're, you're going- and the lady behind... Th- this, was the, this was the day of uh, March 2nd. Okay. And the lady behind the counter, uh, she said, uh, hey, 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 come here. I see you got a Mountain Dew there. Uh-huh. Um, what if I told you that we actually have a uh, hard Mountain Dew in stock? Have you seen that? So she said... Heard about that? She said, hey, have you heard she of said, hard Mountain Dew? Have you seen Dew? this? Have you heard about this? And uh, she's, she points me in the direction to it. She says it's in that, that corner of the, of the store, uh, the, the, the very dark corner. <laughs> and I walk back there and... Uh, I'll be, I'll be damned if there isn't. Uh, I, I got to clear away the cobwebs and uh, get a flashlight out. But there is a uh, a little setup of hard Mountain Dew, uh, and I grab a I grab a case. What is that box? A case. Uh, yeah. like Twelve. Twelve pack. Twelve pack of yeah. cans, and. Uh, it's got four different flavors inside of it for hard Mountain Dew. So this and is, I've been drinking that the last few days. This and, is news uh, to I, me. Yeah. Because this is new. Yeah. I I have yet to see this on the shelves. And also, I haven't gone out to um, gas stations. And, well, you know, I'll the, tell you why, Marcelo. I, I, why? Tell me why, Marcus. Tell me why. It's because uh, this hard Mountain Dew is only, uh, it's like being tested in a few states first. And Iowa happens to be one of those states. How do you know this? Uh, Because I looked it up. Because I was interested in that. And uh, or my friend wrote, looked it up and told me. Oh, okay. Again, and, uh, correcting your so, story. Okay. So yeah, I, t- I told I I got the I got this drink. I told everybody in the world about it. I tweeted about it. I told all my friends, and they all went out and bought it. And so we've all been drinking this hard Mountain Dew Marcelo. And I gotta say, it's good. Oh, now we got to break this down. So okay, twelve. You bought a twelve pack, four flavors in the twelve yep. pack. Let me ask you some questions. Yeah. Question number one. Take, yeah. What's the alcoholic content in it? What's what's the ABV? What's the percentage here? 
Uh, we're looking at a hot 5%. Ooh, that is nice. I uh, I, yeah. I think uh, Topo Chico and White Claw, I think they're a little bit lower than that. Five is good. Yeah, F- a little bit lower, yeah. Five is Budweiser. That's like, it's like standard Budweiser ABV. So that, that's decent. Okay, so that's question number one, done. Um, oh, no, so we're not uh, a food review podcast, by the way. We're, we're not reviewing white seltzers or anything. Not Sorry, not white seltzers, hard seltzers. We're not... This is not the podcast, by the way, for anybody who's listening for the first time. Okay, this is not what we do for an entire episode. <laughs> We're just doing this as the first segment. Okay, um, just I want to make that clear. Okay, question number two: the flavors. Break down what the flavors. Just tell us what the flavors are well, to begin with. Okay, Marcella, you can assume there's a regular Mountain Dew flavor. Okay, I. You so, know what? Hey, but after that, hey, you know, do you have hey, any guesses? Hey, uh, if if those flavors were all like wild card flavors, I would have believed you. You know the the original Mountain Dew flavor. Uh, if they excluded it from the case, I would have been like, "Fine, sure." But the fact that it's in there, interesting. Okay, it's obvious, but I'm like, okay, they could have gone like Baja Blast or Code Red or whatever fucking other flavors they have. So that's one. I don't. I can't even begin to guess. Like the the, the two wild the, the two things I just said, Baja Blast and Code Red, are maybe the only Mountain Dew flavors I know. Uh, so you have to tell me, Marcus, what were the other three flavors? What was that first one you said? I said Baja Blast. Baja Blast. There is a Baja There's Blast. There's a Baja flavor, Blast. So. Wow. There is a Baja Blast flavor of Mountain Dew. Hard. Hard Baja uh, Blast. These are all zero sugar, by the way. That should be mentioned. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they kind of taste more like a, a Diet Dew than a, than a regular Mountain Dew. So, okay. So but, those are two down. What are the other two? Yeah, there is there interestingly, the other two are like modeled after flavors of uh Mountain Dew that do exist, but they aren't uh branded that way. Interesting. So there I mean there is regular Mountain Dew and there is Baja Blast and they call it Baja Blast. But the other one, like they have uh you mentioned Code Red, they have a black cherry, which I think is what Code Red is. If it's not, I'm I I don't know. I haven't had Code Red in a long time. Why and, you know that's uh, that's weird. Why wouldn't they call it just Code Red? That's odd. I I don't I don't know. It, it, it is weird. And then they also have uh, the even more confusing one to me uh, is that they have a watermelon flavor for okay. the fourth one. Okay. And they have a Mountain Dew watermelon. It's called uh, Major Melon, and that's like a pretty brand new flavor. I don't know why they didn't cross brand it. Cross brand it that but they didn't so uh interesting so which one which one of those four am i get am i drinking right now marcel here uh, i'm gonna guess you are drinking the og the, <sighs> the original mountain dew flavor no sir 75 percent chance okay you're drinking the baja blast uh no that was a 50 percent okay. uh no that was a that was a 66 percent chance <laughs> okay have two more so you got a 50 percent chance left black cherry <laughs> Black cherry, he nails yeah, it. Yeah, got it in three. Uh, okay, had to so wait until the odds were in his favor. You now have to go through and review each one uh, as quickly or as briefly as you can. It's, again, this is not this is not the full episode. We're not sure. we're not doing this for a full hour. We have content to get no. to, but we're no. Doing I, I can this. do it. I can do it as fast as possible, Marcella. Okay. There you go. Quickly. Um, in general, all four pretty good. Okay. Uh, I have nothing really that bad to say about any of them. I think I'm particularly a fan of uh, the black cherry. That's why I'm drinking it right now. Uh, I think it has the heaviest, uh, the strongest flavoring. Um, 
And but other than that, I would say uh, in general, uh, I I would say everybody should try the uh, the Baja Blast one. I think if if that's if you're going to only buy because they had Tall Boys too, I didn't get any of those, but uh, they had Tall Boy big can versions. Uh, if you're just going to get one, I'd say get the Baja Blast. Uh, I'm not in particular a fan of Baja Blast Mountain Dew, but uh, this one uh, very good. Uh, and uh, yeah, Major Mo- Ma- Watermelon is fine. And the regular one is, uh, it's fine. It's probably the worst, but it's still good. Interesting. Now, yeah, it just tastes like a saucier zero sugar Mountain Dew. Because I know earlier you had said that there's a diet taste to the drinks. Now, uh, was that for all four, or is that just for the Mountain all Dew four. original? All four. Okay. Yeah. All four. Well, it was more noticeable in the um, in the uh, regular Mountain Dew, right? Yeah, it's because of like the least flavoring. They're all very very syrupy. Yeah. Um, which I, I would imagine is what you would think they are. And uh, they are that. Uh, the black cherry is kind of cough syrupy, I think. And I, I like it. Ah, gotcha. Uh, now, do you think I would like this Mountain Dew hard seltzer thingy? I don't know. What, what do you think about regular Mountain Dew? Marshall? I was going to say, like, I. Uh, Mountain Dew, I'm not a huge soda guy. Um, I, when I do drink soda, it's normally Coke Zero. I try to avoid the sugary drinks. Um, cause like, Hey, we've talked about the Coke freestyle machine in a previous episode of this podcast. Um, cause of course we, we did. Um, and I always go Coke Zero and, you know, I, I, I add the cherry, you know, the, the lemon, the lime flavor in that. Uh, very, very rarely do I go to, you know, a Mountain Dew. You said they were they had Tall Boys. I would be. I, I they do. Yeah. I, I I'd happily try like a Tall Boy Mountain Dew hard seltzer. Yeah, Marcel. I, I, whenever, whenever they make their way down to Texas, you're gonna have to pick them up and uh, gonna have to. Or maybe we'll do an exchange here. You'll send me a can of hard Topo Chico, and I'll send you <laughs> That's a right. can of hard Mountain Dew. Yeah. Uh, through the mail, and then I mean I, I don't want to single can. I don't want stamp slammed onto it. I don't want to gloss over the fact that you said these are sugar free, so maybe that'll persuade me to to have these Mountain yeah. Dew drinks. Hey, if they're sugar free, sign me they're up. Sugar free. I'll I'll zero char- sugar. I'll drink all twelve in one night. I'll do that. Sounds good, folks. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna happen. To that. You can wait. You can wait for that special Patreon episode. Uh, uh, that's your reason to keep listening <laughs> to these shows. On on a future episode. I'm not gonna make a promise, but I'll make it very. I'll I'll say it will probably happen in the future that I will buy the 12 pack Mountain Dew hard seltzer and I will drink it on no air. seltzer, just hard Mountain Dew. Oh, sorry, hard Mountain. Wait, they don't call it Mountain Dew hard seltzer. It's just hard Mountain Dew. No, I guess hard Mountain Dew. I guess that makes sense. That because it's 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 a soda. I mean, it, the seltzer yeah, is in there. Yeah, so it's not. I've been seeing like hard seltzer. sodas around lately. Ah, uh, yes. The seltzer kind of turned into hard soda. I've seen like a Budweiser hard soda. I think. Uh, Haven't gotten into it. Haven't tried it yet. But except for this, I guess. Interesting. Okay, so uh, we'll we'll give more updates in the future uh, when we have them. Um, of course. On this Mountain Dew uh, hard Mountain Dew Mountain Dew. Wait, it's hard Mountain Dew. That's what's that's the official hard title. Hard Mountain Dew. Hard Mountain Dew. Okay. So get ready, folks. Stay tuned for future Hard Mountain Dew segments. All right. So I'm Marcelo Pico. Um, Marcus Irving is here. We're talking <laughs> Southland Tales. 
Southland Tales. Uh, this Marcus is, Irving. Marcus yes. Irving. Uh, Southland Tales podcast. Marcus, this is your favorite movie of all time. Southland sure. Tales. Uh, we've done. This is like episode sixteen, maybe fifteen. I forget. Mm. Um, chapter nine. Chapter nine of the series. Too many of them. Uh, too many of them already. I'd say. Too many episodes. I'd say. No. Nah, we got more to come. Oh, hey, we're, 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 I think we're more than halfway done now, right? Or about, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Or or halfway done, maybe. We're uh, yeah, we've got. So this is the, we're we're doing hour nine of the breakdown of the movie, right? Uh, episode nine or whatever. Okay, uh, what so are we calling them chapter uh, chapter. Okay. <laughs> we it, it, of twelve. It's been a month since we recorded last, and um, yeah, we, we we have taken a break. You know, okay. So, I, 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 just to confirm, this this is episode uh, sixteen of the podcast. Uh, oh shit! Uh, covering <laughs> chapter nine of Southland Tales. Now, <laughs> see that is not confusing at all. Um, so we split Southland Tales up into chapters Absurd. what are we doing we split we Southland doing? Tales up into chapters according to the era release uh, of Southland Tales uh, and we've added bonus episodes where we talked about Kiss Me Deadly for an episode we talked about yeah. well in the beginning we, we did commentaries on Donnie Darko, Donnie Darko yeah you know the, the, the Richard Kelly directed written films and we did an episode on the prequel the comic yeah uh, you know we We've been trying to cover the works of, of, of Richard Kelly and like everything, either influence that that influenced Richard Kelly or is like makes a strong a strong there's a strong connection to it in the movie. We we try to talk about it, so we're covering all our bases. We're doing it chapter by chapter, and we're barreling towards the end. All we have are after this what like three more chapters uh, to cover, and then we yeah we're gonna, 10, 11, 12, That'll be yes three. And then we we're doing a. Count doing a commentary i think and then we're gonna do a holes episode and then a richard kelly interview uh and we gotta do the box we gotta, yeah, we gotta do the box yeah we so gotta talk about the can version of the movie <laughs> so it, it feels like we're, we're a little bit more it's than halfway yeah so <laughs> yeah I, yeah yeah i i foresee like eight more episodes of this or so oh. does that sound good to you okay it's fine we want to do our our movies that inspired Richard Kelly episode, of course, that we've talked about. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I, I, I admit I did like the the Kiss Me Deadly episode, and I think there are yeah. definitely more movies that influenced Richard Kelly uh, in the making of Southland Tales and in his career. Like the the I think so. Yeah. So there's yeah. Okay, fine. You say at least eight. I go, Marcus. Let's do yeah, it. One's like a fully produced audio uh, play. Oh yeah, that that's in the works. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, and we haven't talked much about it, uh, but I did start the work on it. I didn't tell you, Marcus. This this, this maybe should have been an off mic conversation. Oh, Uh-oh. but I've already started work on that. So yeah, hopefully that'll Ooh, come together, uh, and we'll uh, we'll have that uh, towards the end of the run. But yeah, so that's where we're headed. But where are we now? Okay, do we have? Because this is the intro, and in the intro we try to cover. Uh, uh, you know, uh, we, we Southland Ales crossed the list. Another regular segment we have on on the show and in the, in the intros. There it goes the news. Okay, 
<laughs> we got to cover yeah. the news. What's 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 South Antel's news? What's Richard Kelly news? What can we? Yeah. What's what's happening now in the world? Jeez. When it comes to South Antel. Well, Jesus, I'll tell you. His most recent tweet. Oh. Uh, huh, he retweeted Walter Chaw's review of West Side Story. <laughs> what? So, hey. Okay. I saw West Side Story, Marcella. I know you're a fan of that movie. I, <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. Uh, what did you think of uh, West Side Story? I enjoyed it. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. West Side Story. It was good. I uh, I didn't know anything about it. I've never seen the original. Uh, it. Uh, I think it uh, was good. Uh, like the the. Uh, I'd say the stars are probably the least interesting aspect of the movie, but like. The, the ensemble is really good the the way it's shot is really good the uh, the music's good I think yeah I yeah know. I thought I found it very uh, dramatic and yeah, yeah. yeah I mean I think uh, on a technical level it's uh, expertly made um, I, I like a lot of the actors in it um, supporting actors are amazing in it uh, not a huge fan of that lead actor. Um and uh, yeah, I, I, overall very very good. I'm, I'm I'm happy it's getting more eyes on it now because apparently well, so is Richard Kelly. Apparently, yeah, Richard Kelly's a fan of West Side Story. Yeah, I, I, I'm not surprised because he he has taste uh, as far as I know, uh, right? I mean, has he has he ever done Marcus? Uh, like you know, every once every few months somebody retweets like David Fincher's like favorite like. Bet, you know, top twenty-five films, or I think Scorsese made a list. Uh, has Has Richard Kelly ever made one of those lists where he goes, "Okay, here are I, my top movies of all time"? I am not actually really sure. That's a good question, Marcella. Yeah, because uh, because we can judge him, uh, it, you know, one way or another if his list, you know, is, is shit or not. So we have to confirm yeah. whether he has good taste by him revealing his top 25 films of all time. Do you think we can get him on the podcast to, to talk about that? Yeah, I think we can. Yeah, yeah. Talk about Southland Tales, talk about your favorite movies, talk about... Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know what the source is for this, but it's, it's Richard Kelly's favorite movies is a list here on IMDb. No, that's uh, uh, verified, i got I'm a sure. top five. Oh, you have yeah, a top, top five. five. Okay, so, so it could have been like a Rotten Tomatoes interview thing, you know. Uh, you know what? I I seem to remember. You know, <laughs> we've been doing this for about a year now, I think, or maybe more than a year. But I seem to, <laughs> I seem to remember now, early in the run, me bringing this up. <laughs> so <laughs> it was, yes, it was a Rotten Tomatoes thing. That, I, yeah. <laughs> okay, so so just to reiterate, <laughs> what what did he say his movies are? His top five. Uh, the Big Lebowski. Yeah. Uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Directed by West Side Stories, uh, Steven Spielberg. Yes, yes. Uh, Vertigo. Uh huh. Barry Lyndon. Ah. 2001, A Space Odyssey. A double dose of Kubrick. Ooh, two, two Kubricks. Uh, but yeah, you know what? I'm glad this came up. We're not repeating ourselves, we're just making the connection here. I mean, of course, Richard Kelly, who would put Close Encounters in his top five, would love. West Side Story, directed by Steven Spielberg. Of course, Spielberg. So there you go. All, yes. It all comes together, and of course, we'll we'll dive more into it when he when he uh, comes on the show, Richard Kelly. <laughs> um, okay, any other news, Marcus? Not that I know of. <laughs> all right, we had, we had we were spoiled by some last episode, but none none this time. All right, I mean, 
there's there's just so much we have to get into into in, in the chapter, right? So we, I guess we should we oh, should yeah. we should totally right, yeah no yeah there's tons of <laughs> there's so just putting it off there's yes. so much uh, I, we, we got to talk about the film we don't want to waste time with all of this stuff we we have to get into into the next chapter chapter nine hey time codes yep. you know I love time codes Marcus and I've got some time codes right here for chapter nine. Uh, one hour, 37 minutes, 55 seconds through one hour, 50 minutes, 57 seconds. That's chapter nine. That's right. That's right, baby. Chapter nine. Um, okay. Uh, I think with that, do we have anything else here in the intro that, that we want to get into before we dive into the next chapter? Marcus? I think that's, that's all for me, Marcelo. Uh, I believe I'm all done. <laughs> hey buddy if you're done i'm done we both finish at the same time uh <laughs> so, so now we're gonna take a little break listen to some moby uh i mean we are me and marcus gonna listen to some moby for a bit mm-hmm. and then the listeners gonna listen to some moby here in a second uh and after that we'll be back with more southland tales stay tuned folks Hey, look who's still here. It's hey. me, Marcelo, and Marcus over there. Uh, if you just joined uh, us, if you just joined us, we're talking Southland Tales. At Southland chapter, Tales. Chapter 9. Uh, an hour, 37 minutes, 55 seconds through. An hour, 50 minutes, 57 seconds. There you go. Uh, directed by Richard Kelly. Directed by Richard Kelly. 2007. 2006-2007 movie. 2006 because it uh, premiered at Cannes in 2006. Yes. 2007 because it premiered theatrically uh, that year, a year later, in November. Uh, coming up on... Do, I just had this thought earlier, Marcus, as I was re-watching this chapter for this episode uh, and looking up the release date. Uh, do you think we'll still be doing this in November of this year? Ooh. Because surely not. No, right? Yeah, because know. by that point, what, what we could do is bank all the episodes uh, and then uh, premiere, and then like roll them out leading into November to celebrate the 15th anniversary of uh, Southland Tales theatrical release. Um, Sounds like more off-air talk. <laughs> <laughs> should have happened then. When we were on a break. 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 Um, but no, but hey, you know, that's that's exciting, though. You know, uh, the 15th anniversary of the theatrical release of Southland Tales. Um, yeah, that's very cool. I, 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 I've had this feeling over the last year or so. Uh, maybe, it's, you know, I'm not going to say it's because of our podcast, but for whatever reason, I've heard more and more people talk about Southland Tales. Uh, and I guess it does have to do with the Arrow release. Uh, that happened. Um, it was last year, right? In 2021 or 2020? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say that that, that 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 marked a certain point where I saw. And, yeah. and the, the AV Club article that came out about it about that same time, those those things really marked the, the renaissance of uh, Southland Tales. People coming around to it, and I just hope that uh, we've helped in that. Uh, I, I can't see how we heard it in any way. The uh, the acceptance culturally of the movie Southland Tales, um, yeah. Uh, 
what would you say, Marcus, if like by the end of this, we realized we we did it more harm than good? What would you say? Uh, I would be devastated. <laughs> so, <laughs> what if we asked Richard Kelly and he responded back? I know what you guys are doing. This isn't helping. Please stop. <laughs> Uh, I would be inclined to stop right away. I would actually feel terrible. <laughs> but let's hope that doesn't happen. Um, and let's hope that when Richard Kelly comes on the show, we can have a nice, pleasant conversation. And by the end of it, he'll say, thank you for what you've done. Thank you for your service. Um, you are alive. You are my best friends. I hope he says that. You at are, the, at, at you the are heroes. You are heroes. 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 You're my heroes. Ah. <sighs> Soon, soon, we'll have that conversation with Richard <laughs> Kelly. Uh, all right, chapter nine. Let's get into it. No more dilly dilly dallying. None, none of that. None of that crap. Here we go. Mm-hmm. What? So, Marcus, you want to lead us off? You want to? You want to guide yeah, the ship? Uh, as I always do, Marcelo. Uh, it's time to take us off in, from. Uh, we're gonna undock here. Uh, <laughs> Much like the Mega Zeppelin in this chapter. Ooh, nice, nice. Okay. So, chapter 9, 137.55 to 150.57. That's your time code for the third time. Okay, so at the very start, we have Cindy saying goodbye to Terry. Uh, in behind them, there's 69 written, uh, or not written, but like collaged backwards on their windows with photos of nude ladies. Uh, very sexy, very hot, uh, if you zoom in on it. Did you zoom in? Did you zoom in? in No, I didn't. I didn't. I just noticed this as it was playing in the background. (laughs) Uh, But uh, we are going to move from there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. No. Okay. Cindy and Terry, they're they're like saying their goodbyes in the, in the, in the, uh, in the voiceover from Justin Timberlake. I believe it might be the only bit of it in this section. Uh, He says, um, that Cindy got a ticket to the to the Jenny Von Westphal and Mega Zeppelin, which I don't know if they've talked about if they've called it that yet. I but I have so. something interesting to say about that later. Um, uh, the Jenny I... Von Westphalen Mega Zeppelin, uh, but Cindy Cindy got one ticket and uh, didn't have a plus one. So Cindy and Terry saying goodbye to each other. Uh, it's kind of implied. I don't know if they were just friends or if there's more to it than that. I don't know. But I was just that's a very going sad moment to ask you that question do you think sydney and terry have something going on there um maybe right you know maybe they're just possible maybe they're just very close friends yeah it's it's one of those two things like uh, they're very closely tied throughout the movie i i i think there's very few times where we only see one without the other uh where we see cindy without terry and we never see terry without cindy i don't think Oh yeah, it's possible, uh, and, and like this scene more than others kind of says that. Um, but we have no confirmation one way or the other. Uh, please, Richard Kelly, please confirm that when you're on the Come show. Come on the show and confirm. That's the second question uh, after we ask him about his favorite movies. Second question: Hey, were they? You know, wink, wink. Huh. <laughs> okay, now via okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, now we got uh, we're informed by some neo Marxist cells have uh, begun to converge upon downtown. Terry cocks a shotgun and gets out of there. Uh, then we uh, cut. Say, have a little cut to rolling in the ice cream truck, moving along. Uh, TV headlines. Uh, we got we have a TV uh, as we often do. A TV says uh, 
Independence Night, Trier Plaza fireworks display will be the largest in American history. Um, Elliot is going to, and we are told that Elliot is going to be at a memorial concert while uh, Frost is in the Zeppelin. Uh, that's the president and vice president. Oh, yeah. Of course. Uh, so, yeah, we're what is this? We're coming up on July 4th, the 4th of July. Yes. Uh, fireworks, largest fireworks uh, the world's ever seen. America's ever seen, actually. The world's beat us out. Yes, yes. Of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> America, not number one anymore. Nope, unfortunately. And uh, we're not going to get that back because the world is ending tonight. Yes. Uh, we got another TV. Uh, it's not a TV, actually. This is the website. Uh, the the website usidef.org is playing either uh, it's got the the Martin Kefauver uh, jumbles up or whatever and we got another part of the short animated short uh, we have more news the wildfires are spreading everywhere and riots are expected for the first time since 1992 while thousands are gathered to watch the mega zeppelin launch uh, on little Chiron's heat wave in the Southland Palm Desert 132 degrees and $300 million stolen from Baghdad Bank. Taliban opium production at a blank because it gets cut off. Uh, there's a there's a helicopter shot here that I've never really noticed before. I actually kind of slowed it down to see, but there's a helicopter shot here uh, like where the news is like saying that a car bomb went off on the streets. Yeah. And like it's it's not on the news. It's like a, a, a part of the movie. Or and we actually do see like a little car smoking down there on the ground. It's like, it seems to me like raw footage from the helicopter reporting, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, I've always, I've, I've, I've noticed that shot before. I've always liked it. It felt, I, I don't know. Did, did it look like a CGI shot to you? Did, did they add a uh, car explosion yeah. or? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like because it, yeah, it, it, it definitely it, looked like fake smoke to me when I looked closer. Yeah. It. Yeah. I thought it was a good use of uh, real footage plus uh, CGI. Uh, so, and I wish there was, you know, I wish there was more of that in the movie. I know, I know, we get our fair share of yeah. like crowd scenes on the ground in LA as all this is happening, but you know, more of that would have been cool too. Yeah, I, 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 this this episode in particular, it came to it came to my mind how much the budget kind of smashed up against this movie, like how they 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 could have shown these things in a less clunky way, more stuff like the helicopter shot, more stuff of people out on the ground. And, uh, instead of just having it on news footage, you know, like that came to me as a little bit of a criticism I could have against this movie. My favorite film of all time. Your favorite film of all time. Uh, I mean, you're brave enough again, hero. Uh, I I can't believe you're doing this right now. You're so brave. Maverick. You're a maverick. You're coming out and just you're 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 giving marks on you know the your favorite movie of all time. You're you're <laughs> fucking you're, railing against. You're this railing. Thing, dude. Yeah, God, wow. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry you have to do this, Marcus. You know, uh, this is one of the downsides of going through a film, essentially scene by scene like this. Is you're gonna see the yeah. you're gonna see the the the, the seams not glued entirely together like they should be it, it hurts but it has to be done sometimes you know exactly yeah all right let's, let's you don't build a mega zeppelin without admitting that there's some faults in your first design should, and should, refining them should i quickly go through what i looked up i mean what i found about the zeppelin and the hindenburg real quick yeah go ahead sure i don't okay. know what the hell you're gonna say so uh the 
Zeppelins. Uh, they were made uh, for the Germany uh, uh, Army slash Air Force <laughs> Navy. Just the history of Zeppelins. Yeah, just real quick. I'm just going to zip through them. Okay, cool. Um, World War One uh, and World War... No, sorry, just World War One. Uh, German Zeppelins uh, bombed a lot of uh, you know European okay. slash London uh, UK uh, uh, locations. Very notorious, um, and you know, cut to the chase. Uh, the Hindenburg uh, was a was a Zeppelin sort of spinoff. It's like, hey, let's let's make this like a commercial flight thing. By this point, the Zepp the, the 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 Zeppelins had like. They were fully on board with like the Nazi, you know, uh, uh, propaganda. Um, I think uh, Goebbels was mentioned or somebody uh, as part of like uh, using the you know, these Zeppelins, these, these these big German airships, as like, hey, this is how powerful Germany is. And then the Hindenburg ex- exploded, and then they just you know they cut off all production to the Zeppelins after that. Um, so that's a fun fact, uh, uh, and, and maybe that's the reason why. Richard Kelly decided to use a mega Zeppelin uh, as his like uh, as like the final act location for this movie. Yeah, um, that's yeah. that's sort of, that sort of notorious history that these big Zeppelins slash uh, the Hindenburg has. Of course, yeah, yeah, and, and and that's why hey you know if anybody was wondering it's like hey why 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 didn't they have a, a you know Zeppelin uh, airships in World War Two? That's why because the Hindenburg exploded uh, around the I, f- I forget when. Because I had it up and I closed the page, but it was right before World War Two that they stopped production on the Zeppelins. This seemed like a wildly impractical vehicle. Yeah, but hey, it, it got the job done. Uh, it it looked cool. They look composed. I mean, but but again, this is World War One. Um, you know, before you know things really kicked off in in Part Two. Uh, so the Zeppelins at that point were really <laughs> huge, powerful air machines that bombed a lot of cities. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. There's a lot of World War II epics. And there aren't that many World War One, are there? No. Uh, you have 1917. That's one. Okay. I haven't seen that. Uh, it's good. It's a good movie. Um, and that's all I can think of. <laughs> Just that one. That's, yeah, that's weird, isn't it? It is weird. You Didn't think- uh, Stanley Kubrick make one? The aforementioned? Um, bl- uh, Paths of Glory? Was that one? Paths yeah, of Glory? Is that yeah, World that, War One? Pretty sure that's one, because I... Seem to remember them being in the um, in the uh, not canals, the the trenches, yeah. And World War One was a big trench war. Yeah, I wonder why that is. Not uh, why the trenches. So I wonder why there aren't as many movies made about one as there are two. Uh, I guess because two is just like World War Two is just the Godfather Two of of World Wars. I mean, of course it's going to be <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, so we have uh, Roland and Martin in the ice or er, in the not the ice cream truck in a van. Um, Roland's talking to Martin. Martin, he says, uh, "So why do you want to kill yourself?" And he puts that extra he puts that extra uh, emphasis on the you and makes it sound like he just got done explaining his plan to like kill his twin or whatever. Uh, you know what I mean? Do you, do you yeah. understand how I say that? Wait, what are you saying, Marcus? What are you saying? <laughs> okay, so Roland, what he says to Martin when this scene starts, what he says is, so why do you want to kill yourself? Oh, I he see. He says it exactly okay. like that. So I like see. He just got done explaining why he wants to like go kill his twin, or oh, you know what? I never, I didn't, I, I, I didn't catch that before. 
Yeah, that, I never saw that, but I just I heard that line read like that. Ah, uh, wait. So this is your interpretation of it, but mm-hmm. as a passive watcher, as somebody who's just watching this, not really thinking about it, you know, you could say that maybe this is, the conversation is just starting. Uh, but what you're saying is like exactly what you're saying is like this is the middle of the conversation. We're jumping right in. That's that's what I think. I think we're catching this one in media res. Ah, uh, I, I think you're using that wrong, but I see what you're saying. <laughs> uh, so Maya Martin says because he got drafted to Fallujah, which we should know already by context clues. Um, Martin wants to know how Roland got out of Fallujah, but he won't say. And they're going to cross the border into Mexico. Mexico. Because uh, Ronald, I guess, is also supposed to go to mexico i don't understand when did they make that plan i don't know i think i i I'm, i think that's his plan and he's just gonna take his brother along with him like he's just like this is what we're doing they, they say they say they're gonna meet up though they're gonna oh. meet up in mexico well then never mind i don't know uh maybe, maybe it's but they're not yeah, even go on but, but but i'll say this like okay they're they're quote-unquote brothers but they're actually the same person split into yes. Yeah, because of time, because of the time thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this this is like hour twenty of this podcast. Uh, I mean, I'm struggling. <laughs> um, but do you, I mean? Do you think it's it's like a shared memory of like since they're the same person, they'd have the same thoughts. Yes, so they would both think that's the plan anyway. Right. That was my idea. Was mm. that maybe it was whoever's the original? It was their plan. Yeah. And then the other one is just like, okay, I know he has this plan. Yeah. But it's their plan combined. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So uh, now we have a, a drastically different scene here. Uh, Boxer. He wakes up in Madeline, his wife's bed. Um. Uh, Madeline comes up, sits next to him at the foot at the foot of the bed, uh, and it's a very uh, personal, intimate scene here, where uh, she gets like right up to his face, and they're kind of breathing on each other and stuff. And he uh, she she has she says uh, she says that in his sleep he uh, he said we saw the shadows of the morning light, the shadows of the evening sun, until the shadows and the light were one. Uh, and it's kind of this. It's a, it's kind of a hot scene. It's kind of, is it? Uh, I think it is. I think it's kind of sexy. Oh yeah. Okay. This this is the scene where his wife, played by Mandy Moore, like starts like. Okay. Here, here's my interpretation of it, and I, I can see your point in that it's sexy in a way, but it's more like it's more coming from her, because she is like trying yeah. to be intimate and like touching his tattoos and like getting close to him, but of mm-hmm. course he's not. He's still uh, like uh, either. Uh, I guess he's just thinking about the is like his role in this whole thing and like who he who who he's supposed to be. He's got a lot going on in his head that he can't reciprocate and be as intimate as she wants uh, yeah. him to be. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. She asks him like what one of his tattoos means, and he says, uh, "There is a path to end all suffering. You should take it." Yeah, um, I don't know what that means exactly but uh i guess i guess it means like she should leave him right maybe maybe uh-huh. that's maybe that's the way of him saying it's like hey well, this is not gonna work out uh cindy is on the phone with simon theory uh saying that he has a uh, he has the tape of the murders and he's gonna put them up on his website 
usideath.org, and we cut to usideath.org, uh, and there's some news on it. Uh, they're talking about the the Freedom Warrior Zora Carmichael's death killed in the Hermosa Bar earlier today, 1972 to 2008. She lived a whole 34 years. 34 six, years. 36 years. 36 years. I, I, I wish to be 36 one day. Ah, uh, geez. How far away from that are you? I'm not going to say on mic. Um, All right. I, I'm a good uh, I'm a good 10 years off that. So, uh, <laughs> I'm less than that. Uh, nine years off that. Well, we'll get there one day, Marcelo. Uh, <laughs> we'll get there one day. Hopefully. Double murder. Uh, two, two murder witnesses emerge from Jerusalem. That's what it says. That's interesting, I think. And uh, so on that, uh, on that, we have a dash cam footage of Roland uh, oh. when they're uh, riding riding along in the car with Boxer, the yeah. ride along. Yeah. And uh, um, it was just when uh, Boxer had asked Roland uh, what type of people that they look out for, and I kind of I couldn't quite hear what Roland said, Marcelo. If you. I, I, you know, remember there's, you know, uh, this scene that plays out here. Um, I know what you've seen. You're talking about the, 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 the dash cam footage inside the car. Um, yeah. uh, now I, uh, I'm going to mention this in a little bit, but the subtitles, uh, for my, uh, iTunes copy of Southland Tales, which I'm watching, um, for this, uh, series, because uh, I because I let a, a past guest borrow the Arrow Blur release and I don't have that back yet. Um, now the subtitles for the iTunes version are wrong, so I'm gonna just rewind the scene here hmm. just to make sure, uh, you know, just just to just to just to make it clear what's being said here. So I'm gonna fast forward to that scene. Now one question I had for you. Okay. Now, uh, right before these videos were playing uh, on the news, um, Kevin Smith's character uh, talks, yeah, talks to you. Right, 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 right. Now, I, I want to ask you something. Uh, remind me how, why he's working with the neo-Marxists. Oh, God, dude. That, <laughs> that's an impossible question. Uh, I don't know. I think this is one of Sarah's questions, too, and yeah. I didn't really have a good answer for her. All I can say is he's got his own private suite on the Mega, Je- Mega Zeppelin. Yeah. I, I assume that uh, what – whoever – who said it? Uh, that, that was it Madeline that said it, that uh, – the wizard has been paying the neo-Marxists or whatever. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's going think, through Simon so. Theory. Maybe that's going through Simon Theory and like he's like the head of it and he's the one that knows that the that he's the one taking the funding or whatever. Um, the big money and using it to fund the supposedly the the, the pretty inept uh, neo-Marxist foundation or whatever. It's uh, under uh, kind of false uh, I don't know like like I don't know. I don't know. What? I think I, th- I think by the end of this series, or by the end of like our our uh, once we go through the chapters, once we record the commentary, once we talk about the cons version, we have to come up with like solid answers for a lot of this stuff. And I think no, I I, I think I do have a solid answer, and that it's it's that like the that uh, he's being paid. The the neo Marxists are being paid off by the rich guy who wants this just to be like a a fake culture war front to distract away from 
his real problems or whatever. Oh, okay, I see. Um, sort of like, uh, uh, um, like uh, a government supplying arms to another country uh, in secret in order for that country to be a viable force for right. the other country so they can you know create a war in which they can profit from yeah i mean that that sounds like a really wild out there uh situation yeah. that you just uh brought up that you just made up marcel uh, but yeah it's that, off the dome i i don't know where i got that yeah. um but yeah it, it seems like a far-fetched idea um from the twisted mind of richard kelly um yeah okay so going back to this footage so kevin smith's character um, he's the one who hacked in to uh, USI Dent, right? Is that what's going on here? Uh, yes. And he's playing these videos. Uh, that were no, this is no, this is USIDeath.org in the oh, universe of the movie. I'm sorry. So USI yes. Death is is playing these videos, um, and one of them, yes, one of them has uh, Officer Ronald with a boxer in the car as we saw about an hour ago in the movie. Mm. And here is what's said. Uh, Ron- <laughs> Ronald goes, to be honest, we're just looking out for the... Oh, it doesn't... Okay, for some reason, the iTunes subtitles doesn't finish off that, that <laughs> sentence. So no, we, that's weird. We can never find... We'll never know for sure what's being said here. Um, huh. But we can that's move odd. on. We can move on. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, what else is being shown? <laughs> so- uh, yeah, okay, so uh, we cut from there. Uh, we'll get it. Well, actually, hold on. <clears throat> the last thing we get there is a little bit of uh, that horrible, horrible animated short. And we we'll cut from <laughs> there. Yeah, that, uh, a to... short. Hey, real quick, a short we saw for an episode, and I seem to remember us asking, why Why are we watching this? Was this even in the movie? Like, I, I remember saying that, and I just completely forgot that, yes, it, parts of that stupid animated short were in this movie. And yeah, and they're they're kind of all over, but we only see like two seconds of it here and there. Yeah, it's I still am upset that we had to watch it. Uh, it sucks, but uh, what doesn't suck is we cut from the USI death screen to one of the best shots of the whole film. One of where I'm sure a lot of the money went. Uh, it's it's a boxer. He's adjusting his his tie and his nice suit, uh, looking worried, and then they zoom out from boxer. And outside, and we see he's in the Mega Zeppelin. Uh, he's looking out the window, and like it kind of, the camera pans down and around and shows the top of the Staples Center. It's a really, really fancy digital shot. Uh, I'm not quite sure how they pulled off. I'm sure it was a combination. I'm sure there's like maybe three or four shots stitched together. But I, I agree with you. It's a well executed shot. You know, um, yeah. uh, the way it's pulled off is is cool, and I'm sure like the fireworks have, or CGI maybe, and like the, that shot of the Staples Center yeah. is real. Uh, I'm sure they use like a helicopter to get that shot, but yeah, very very cool, very cool. And and it looks it looks really nice. Yeah, and uh, uh, I'm gonna let you continue because I think we're gonna go into a portion of this chapter which I'll I'll go more in depth into. Yeah, well, okay, so we got the disembodied voice. He's uh, introducing our music for this uh, part of the episode, or part of the episode, this part of the chapter. Uh, he uh, he introduces uh, Black Le- Rebel Motorcycle Club with yeah. the song Howl. And we see them playing, right? No. <laughs> it's one of the. Uh, you mentioned this in a past episode. 
It's no, our or, previous guest mentioned this. A previous guest, or whoever, uh, whoever mentioned Brianna it. Ashby. Yeah. So props to them for, for pointing this out, but very odd that that's how the announcer says it, and yet we don't see them playing at all. I mean, were they... Yeah. They're not in the Zeppelin, because they would be on stage, or maybe they're playing a different part of the Zeppelin. Maybe they're on the I, ground? I, I don't know. I seem to remember... The, I, I I don't know. For some reason, I have like a small clip of the band playing in my head, and I feel like maybe it's in the can cut, but I don't oh. I don't know. I really don't know. That's something we'll have. Yeah, we'll keep an eye out for that in the con cut. Um, yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna jump into it. Are you ready for this? I pulled up the lyrics. Oh God. For yeah. how? Okay. Okay, yeah, you knew Howl, Howl by Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Just want to say it's a really, really nice song. I'm a, I'm a fan of it. I've been listening to it a lot uh, since we started doing these episodes, and how much I realized how much I love all the music of this movie. Uh, it's a, it's a very great, great song. Now, this is where uh, I mentioned earlier the the iTunes subtitles were messing up. Uh, I messed up that in that last segment. Uh, I mean, in that last scene. Where it just wouldn't show that word. I think start with an N, but I couldn't make it out. Um, but here for sure, it's wrong. Uh, so I turn on the subtitles as soon as the Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Oh, you know what? Fuck me. Hold on. Right before that, before we get into the lyrics of Howl, bef- okay, once the song starts, there is this. I'm going to pull up again. There is this. Um, I don't know what it is. Like a. A poem, something is recited by yeah. somebody named Jenny. I, I could go into that. Get, yeah. go, go into that before getting in, into the lyrics, because that is said right before the, the lyrics start in the song. I originally thought this Jenny thing was part of the song, but I don't know that for sure. Marcus, no. can, you, can you give me some clarity on what that Jenny thing is that we heard? So, yeah, this is said over like a video that's playing as you get on the Mega Zeppelin. Uh, the 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 Mega Zeppelin is called the the Jenny von Westphalen Mega Zeppelin. Ah, um, and the uh, and uh, uh, Jenny von Westphalen. Okay, no, 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 no. Here, I'll just I'll just read the section uh, of what is said. Um, uh, what what is said? It's like a woman voiceover. Uh, she's saying uh, and there's like digital like CG of like the inner makings of this Zeppelin. So imagine that. Yeah. Uh, farewell one and only beloved. I cannot write anymore or my head will be all in a whirl. Quadrupendite putrum sonitu. Latin. Adieu. Adieu. My sweetheart. Jenny. Um, so what this actually is, is, uh, this is the ending of a letter to Karl Marx written by his future wife, at the time, oh. Jenny von Westphalen. Wait a second. So wait, is this real? Is this it was was that person a real person? This was a real person. This was Karl Marx's wife, oh. uh, and this is like uh, kind of paraphrased from the ending of a letter, a correspondence that she had written to him um, on August tenth, eighteen forty one. Uh huh. Um, they got married uh, uh, two years after this date. <clears throat> it's a, it, and basically what it is. I read the whole letter. It's like a just a little love letter that uh, she sent to him while he was away somewhere. Um, it, it's it's not <clears throat> that meaningful or anything. It's just kind of like a funny little love letter. Like she's kind of funny. Like one of the 
joke she has in it is she mentions how the the day prior she had to make like this big grand journey uh, to to the front of her house like she 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 acted like that was like a big deal for her. that's funny yeah, I thought it was fine. I'm laughing. Um, anyway, and, and the uh, the mat, the Latin, the Latin that's in the bit in the middle there, the Cadrapentate Putrum Sonitu or whatever. Uh, apparently, that was written incorrectly um, in the letter. But I looked up what it means, and it it means putrid by the sound of quadrupeds. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, so I don't know what she was trying to say. Quadrupeds are like animals or whatever. Yeah. So this sound, this the 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 animals hate this sound. I guess I don't know. Okay. Uh, the the actual the actual things that's written here. Farewell, one and only beloved. I cannot write anymore, or my head will be all in a whirl. Uh, you know, and quadrupedite putrum sonitu, etc., etc. Adieu, you dear little man of the railways. Adieu, my dear little man. It is certain, isn't it, that I can marry you. Adieu, adieu, my sweetheart. Interesting. And, uh, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. that's that's maybe the best answer you've ever given me, Marcus. So I think so. I was, I was proud of myself for yeah. looking that up. I'm glad you did, because that answered a question... That was that. I, I I should have Googled it myself, but you you've done the work for me, so I'm very happy you did that. So thank you. Um, now, something I did Google before this. That's recording. the most journalism we've done on this show. I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, lyrics to "Howl" by Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Um, like I said before, if you're watching this on iTunes, the subtitles here are are not correct. As far as I know, because I, I double-checked, I, I looked on uh, lyrics web sh- websites on Google. I looked up the on, – on Apple Music, uh, I looked up the official track listing of Howl and looked at the lyrics there. And uh, I, 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 I corroborated it and, uh, and I looked back at the subtitles on iTunes. Yeah, no, they're not right. So I'm going to read the lyrics to the song. Um, probably not going to read it all. You know what? I'll just read what's what's played. I can read the whole thing. Okay, fine. Well, I'll read the whole thing. <laughs> you try so hard to be cold. You try so hard to not show. I give you nothing. You try so hard to be cold. You try so hard to not show. I give you nothing to doubt, and you doubt me. I give you all that I have, but you don't see. I give you nothing to doubt, and you doubt me. I give you all that I have, but you don't see. All right, I'm not. I'm gonna skip ahead because we can't do this whole thing. Okay. Ah, oh, Marcelo. Here's here's what's said in the movie. Now, here's now what, I know uh, that no. my eyes must close here. Fine. You try so hard to be heard, you try so hard to not hurt. I give you nothing to doubt, and you doubt me. I give you all that I have, but you don't see. Okay, that's okay. And now I'm going to give you what iTunes is telling me is correct. Okay. 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 You try so hard to love her. <laughs> oh. Uh, you hold on. So that's I give you nothing. To tie me, tie me. That's not right. <laughs> I give you all that I have, but you don't see. That's correct. 
Um, now I know that my eyes will close here. That's uh, that's close. that uh, gets close. Yeah. So what's happening is, and then it goes on. Uh, I, I I'm guessing the iTunes is like going by like voice recognition or something. Like yeah. since the 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 vocalist of Black Rebel Motorcycle Club is kind of you know uh, mumbling through these lyrics. Uh, iTunes is like popping up these you know uh, close enough subtitles. Uh, but no. Um, do we do you see any correlation between the lyrics and this song and what's happening on screen, Marcus? I didn't actually. You know what? Good question, Marcel. I oh, finally did not look into it. I should have. I did that for all of our previous songs. I did not look into it for this song. Uh, do you have anything, uh, Mister? I have the lyrics pulled. <laughs> I don't know. Like maybe towards the end of the song. Um, I don't want to give up tomorrow. I just can't understand why we're going on. I don't want to be sad. I don't want to be scared. I, w- I won't wait for you in silence. I see the road is long. And that's the end. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Ma- it's it, yeah. kind of it's uh, it's kind of like a, a, a couple's infighting song. Maybe that maybe it makes sense with like um, Mandy Moore's character, the Rock's character. They're, they're going through something. I don't know. Um, it certainly evokes a, th- a mood. Yeah, um, it's food. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to. I mean, I think I think we did a. I, th- I think we, uh, uh, for sure, analyzed previous songs and like uh, made the connections. I guess um, those the past songs seemed more straightforward in their connection. But I guess maybe this is just more vibes. Like, hey, this is like a s- s- you know slow tempo kind of like um, sort of upbeat, but also sort of ominous song. Um, for this blimp takeoff, so I, yeah. I, I, I think it works. I think I think it works. Yeah, it definitely works. Uh, Madeline and Boxer they arrive to Club Jenny, which is uh, uh, the uh, the part of the the blimp that they're in, the Zeppelin. Uh, and this is all in like a, imagine this is a one take, a oneer. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Madeline Boxer they uh, they get off the elevator. Uh, they walk by Cindy. Cindy looks at them. It's this, uh, uh, the the set is like this really uh, really gaudy and modernist, uh, like white and silver. Uh, everything's very smooth. Uh, it looks it looks a lot more expensive than I'm sure. However, they made it uh, really really nice looking set. I think uh, we uh, we follow Serpentine. Uh, they they see Serpentine. Uh, the camera follows Serpentine in the next room, and Bai Ling's like dancing around, kind of acting snake like. Uh, we see Bobby Frost and Vaughn Smallhouse laughing. Uh, Inga Vaughn Westphalen's there. Uh, she's drinking next to a man who's like got this very intense stare. He's he's never a part of the movie, but like the camera kind of focuses on him in a way that makes him seem like he is. Um, Serpentine and Baron are then dancing on the stage, and she informs uh, him of Boxer's arrival, and then they like full on like open mouth make out with each other uh which was very funny to me uh yeah that's it's all one really nice smooth long take and it looks looks really nice really good i am um i'm with you i do like this take this the scene so setting everything up uh making you well aware of who's on the ship um but yeah good good yeah Good, good yeah, going. introducing all the players, all the players yeah. here for the end of the movie. Good going, Richard Kelly. 
It's a good shot. It's smart. Nice job, buddy. Especially, you know, we're entering the third act, setting things up, laying the groundwork. Good job. Good job. We uh, then go from there to uh, uh, Madeline talking to... uh, We aren't even going anywhere. I don't know why I said it like that. (laughs) Madeline is talking to Boxer. Uh, She asks him how the world is going to end. He says it ends with a handshake. Uh, she had a dream last night that Boxer died, um, and, uh, then Boxer gets called away to the Mark suite, but before he goes, he kisses her, saying that he is not going to die. I think that line is very interesting. He says he's not going to die. He is not going to die. What does he mean by that? Does he not die at the end? Does he, is, is he like some sort of Jesus-like figure? Uh, I think that's something to think about. Spoiler alert. Fast forward 30 seconds if you don't want to know the ending of Southland Tales. (laughs) But he is in the blimp when it explodes, right? Yes. Uh, Also, at the same time, the the, the picture of Jesus is like bleeding through the back of his jacket for no or a shirt for no reason. Yeah. Well, okay. So there's some sort of supernaturalness going on there now don't say for no reason marcus because we have yet to talk to a bible expert to break down what exactly is happening (laughs) in that in that scene okay uh again i said this before we need to get somebody who knows the bible (laughs) to explain to us without a doubt what's happening with that stigmata tattoo uh that boxer has at the end of this movie um I don't know what to tell you. Maybe, okay, maybe it's just, you know, a beautiful lie where it's like one of those things yeah. where, you know, uh, 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 he, well, actually, well, here's a good question. I think it's a, I think it's a great question. I think it's the best question I've ever asked. Um, do you think he knows he's going to die? Do you think he already knows like how it's going to end for sure? Beyond the handshake? Well, yeah, he knows an end shake or handshake. He knows the world ends. Uh, he's, it's all written in his his screenplay. I, I think he does. So yeah, is is he lying or is he uh, is does he ascend to become something more? I, I don't know. I well, do not know. We we don't know. Again, ask. This is question number three for Richard Kelly. As as I think I like that he dies more and that he is lying to her here just to make her feel better. Yeah, because what what but, are, what are you going to say to somebody? Who you're married to? I was gonna say who you love, but I don't know if it's clear if they, you know, if he loves her still. Maybe on some level, but not, you know, to what it was before. Yeah. You know, what if you knew the truth and you wanted? To, <laughs> this is a terrible thing to say, but if you want to have a nice night out, you're gonna to lie to somebody <laughs> at the beginning of the night. <laughs> yeah, of course. We all do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, hey, for the next few hours, don't want to ruin the vibe. Exactly. Come on. Exactly. For the next few hours, let's just. Pre- yeah, yeah. We're not gonna die. Nobody's gonna die tonight. Nobody's gonna die. No. Come let's on. just have fun. Have some drinks. Come on. But yeah, that. I, I, lighten up. Lighten, lighten up, dude. I'll <laughs> say. You know, I, I'll say. I'll go with that answer. I'll say he lied, just just so she can not think about it for the next few hours. Yeah, I, I do like that as well. I just wanted to bring it up as a hypothetical. A question posed for the room. Um, Listeners to so the show can then. answer uh, with, with you know, they can send their responses to markingthemarks at gmail.com. Of course. Yeah. Uh, Nanime's TV room um, on TVs. Uh, there's one in the background. You can kind of barely read it. Uh, uh, they're, at, they're in Kabul. Kabul. Uh, excuse me. 
Uh, the, the, <laughs> this, this is like the most blatantly funny one in the whole movie, I think. This is like the head, the headline on the, or what are they called? The, are they called headlines on the bottom of the screen? Um, what, what are those called? The, 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 the scrolling headlines? Uh, it's not even one of the scrolling ones. It's just like, uh, on the Chiron the one above that. Yeah. Like I guess the Chiron. Chiron. Yeah. It's Chiron. Anyway, it's just Chiron, give up buddy. already. <laughs> just give up already. Pathetic terrorist wannabes get schooled in the arts of destruction. Oh, I see. Just, yeah. I'm like, that's something you can absolutely see written on, uh, if not Fox news, probably whatever that other fucking conservative network is. I don't know. Uh, hey, side, side story. Uh, I I went to I went to dinner uh, with my family over the weekend, and we were. It wasn't. I mean, okay, not that there's anything wrong with the restaurant we, we went to, but it wasn't as high class uh, as you're used to. As, <laughs> I'm just gonna cut to the chase. They were playing uh, Fox News on mute on one of the TVs in there. And uh, one of the headlines was like, "Like liberals want you to shut up and pay more for gas." So I'm like, <laughs> like, okay, okay, yeah, never okay. mind. This absolutely fits in. <laughs> Pathetic terrorist wannabes get schooled in the art of destruction. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Uh, you know, n- not even on that. Like, uh, yeah, I know the network you're talking about. I forget the name of it too. But yeah, hey, it, it, don't don't count Fox News out. They they're for sure rolling with those Chiron headlines now too. Sure. Uh, and at the bottom, scrolling at the bottom, uh, we have woman brutalizes UPU officer with oversized dildo and wildfires spreading throughout Hollywood. Uh, uh-huh. and, uh, yeah. So Hollywood's on fire and, uh, oof, that's a terrifying thought for us movie lovers. Yeah. Uh, Hollywood more like, um, Follywood. Jeez. Uh, there's more explosions of being reported on the streets. Uh, and we see a knife and a pistol under Nanamea's desk. And we move on from that room. Foreshadowing. Uh, boxer. He's, uh, he was just called away to the Mark suite. He, uh, walks up to the cabinet, uh, pulls out, uh, a gun and, grabs the infamous uh, much talked about bocce ball oh, off the top wow. of that little cabinet we... puts it in his coat gets on the elevator I don't want to re- into the system I don't want to repeat the same story over and over again so so listeners if you want to know more about the bocce ball stuff go back and listen to like the past like five episodes which I think we <laughs> we bring it up <laughs> almost every, single, every single one of them yeah but uh, I, uh, there was a mystery to it which I loved but then learning the truth about it, I would prefer the mystery, but yes. Um, <laughs> bocce ball. Yeah. They're got grabbing the, the glowing bocce ball at the top of the lockbox. And he has a gun, and he also has a card that hacks into the elevator system to take him to the secret uh, Mark's floor or Mark's suite or whatever. Um, and uh, we have uh, Revelation 22 being read to us. Uh, I was wrong. Uh, yeah. There is there is more Justin Timberlake. Revelation 22. Very soon now shall I be with you again, bringing the reward to be given to every man according to what he deserves. The door opens. The elevator door opens. Uh, he, uh, Boxer, pulls out his pistol, aims it at who is there but Simon Theory, uh, being flanked by 
one of Dr. Severin X and somebody else. Simon Theory has a has a pistol aimed right back at him, and he welcomes he welcomes Boxer to the Mark Suite. Simon says, "Lower your sidearm, please." Are you just deaf or are you willfully stupid? I told you to lower that fucking sidearm. Good line read from Kevin Smith. It's a good line to read from you. Imitating Kevin Thank Smith. You. Yeah, good job. Bobby, getting a call from Nana May. Bobby. The election is getting rigged and that California is too close to call. Bobby doesn't care. He takes off the glasses that are like talking to her or whatever. Uh, Nana, Nana May, uh, she's getting a report brought into her suite uh, or into her office or whatever from some guy who works out there who uh, gets up close to her, uh, hands her the papers, and then like whispers in her ear that I can smell you from down the hall. Uh, Which and is, she says, <laughs> it's a disgusting line. <laughs> yes, it is. And she looks very like turned on by it. And it's, it's very funny. And she says, uh, not now, Dennis. Just a, another very funny line. A very funny line read. She's very good here. Uh, the neo-Marxists have infiltrated, uh, which is another one of those things. It was like, maybe they could have had a scene of the neo-Marxists breaking into the, the offices uh, if they had more money and time. But uh, it's got to be told in like a pretty clunky way here to uh, to the to the viewer. Yeah, and then the the worker goes and sits back down, and then that's the end of our uh, sequence. So, anything to say about those last bits, Marcella? Uh, not much. Again, I, like I said before, I, I mentioned the word foreshadowing. It there's a lot of laying the groundwork for this final act. Uh, yeah, as we see. Uh, wait, does 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 are you done with the chapter? Are we done with the chapter? There's yeah, more? no that that was the end of it. Uh, okay, it Nana May getting delivered those papers basically. Yeah. Uh, I think somebody mentioned in the last episode or one of the last episodes that the, the timing may be off on some other versions of Southland Tales because on my iTunes version, it ends a little bit uh, after that with the Kiss Me Deadly segment or not segment, but they, they show the clip of Kiss Me Deadly. Um, mm. We'll talk about that Understood. next episode. We'll talk about that next episode, but this is a good place to end. So that, just to reemphasize, I mentioned foreshadowing. This chapter lays the groundwork for a lot of things. I'm excited for these last three chapters. Um, how, how have you been watching this, Marcus? Because I, I'm, I'm going to tell you how how I've been watching this through the series. Yeah. Uh, when the time comes to record one of these episodes, I sit down. I, I, I grab my control. I turn on my sound system. I skip ahead to the chapter we're doing. I watch the chapter. I rewind the chapter, play it again, then rewind it again, play it at least three times, and that's it. I turn it off, I turn on my recording device, I sit down, I talk to you. I don't go further, I don't go back, I don't rewatch them. I haven't rewatched this movie in whole since we did a commentary for it, I think, last year. Uh, are you the same way, or have you been rewatching the movie as a whole? <clears throat> Um, ideally, Marcelo, what my routine is, is I will, uh, I would like to watch the sequence and then, uh, I'll go back through it, uh, slowly this time with the subtitles on, pausing it every few seconds to, like, write down everything that's happening. And then I'll, like, and then I try to let it play for, like, a little bit, uh, more after that. But no, I have not fully rewatched the movie in quite a while. Uh,. Yeah, I just haven't had much 
of the time. Well, because I did this today as well, like just before we started. We both did this like right before we yeah. started. Um, which, which, like, I, I'm, I. So in this chapter, I forgot a few things that happened. Like, I, it's like I'm watching it for the first time. Like this stuff. Uh, so now at this point, I'm not going to break this. I'm not going to rewatch the film in its entirety until after we go through these chapters. And uh, then once we do the commentary, I rewatch it as a whole. But for right now, this is sort of like watching, you know, a, a series on TV. It's like I'm watching an HBO yeah. Max show. Um, so this is, uh, this is Act Four. Uh, we're, we're, we've we've been introduced to the finale, to the place where the rest of the movie takes place. It's just time to watch it all unfold. Yeah. So, uh, so with that being said, this is one of those like uh, uh, filler episodes of like n- not to say there's not much going on, but it's just laying the groundwork. Not much action in terms of like people dying or you know uh, or the last chapter. I mean, how many people died in that chapter? Like four. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Even in the next one. Even in the next one, we're gonna get nuts. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, so get ready, folks. You know, there, there's 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 plenty going on here. Just a recap. Zeppelins, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, Bocce Ball, um, uh, Jesus Figure. Handshake. Okay. Handshake. A lot of stuff. But the real stuff, the real action, the real payoffs starts in the next chapter. So, And, yeah, and, and in the next, we got three episodes left, Marcelo, and these are going to be three of our, like, not only just for the movie, but for us uh, these are going to be three of the most action-packed episodes we have ever uh, done. We're going to be getting some incredible guests. Fingers uh, people crossed. Who I don't even believe that we have. I know. Wind up. Uh, we can we can mention one. Richard Kelly is for sure going to be on one of these episodes. Yes. <laughs> Richard Abs- Kelly. Absolutely. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. The, uh, you might know by the name of DJ. D- DJ uh, Tanner. The character from Full House. Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne, oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, perhaps Bai Ling. Uh, she, we even got her on the, on the phone. Sean William Scott. So, Moby, of Moby. course. We've got a little bit with Moby. What, what, so, if, yeah, what, what if we got Moby? What if we... What, okay. Okay, serious question. Okay. Uh, 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 we've wrapped up Chapter 9. Good job, Marcus. Good job, me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Final final segment is final questions, final realities, uh, coming to terms with your existence. Who do you think we can honestly get? Who no? And I know there might be a real answer, but I want you to answer with like not no. not a real answer, but like a fake answer. No, okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. So I want this to be kind of funny, but not real. Real. So who do you think we could get from the cast of Southland Tales on this show? See, I, I've tried to look into this. I think our most likely is whoever plays Dr. Sebrin X. His name's Curtis Armstrong. I think we could probably get him. <laughs> I don't know why I think we can get him, but I feel like we can get him. Curtis Armstrong. Uh, oh, I see that uh, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Character actor, Curtis Armstrong. Sure. Yeah. He, he seems approachable, doesn't he? I think so. And I think we'll get Richard Kelly. I do firmly believe that. Um, is there anybody else who who else seems gettable to us, Marcelo? Now, because obviously, like, look, 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 Dwayne Johnson, way out of our price range. No uh, way, yeah, we can't get him. Uh, 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 I'm going through the cast list right now. So, 
Uh, Sarah Michelle Geller. Like, it's just uh, not going to happen. Man, no. It's just not going to happen. Kevin Smith? Do you think Kevin he likes Smith, to talk? Absolutely not. Way too big. <laughs> Way too, Way you too sure? big. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. What if we offered him an, an, an NFT? He seems harder to get than Sarah Michelle Geller to me. Okay. See, you would know more than me. I, 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 I'd be like, hey, put a microphone in front of him. He'll be on anything. Hey, yeah. If, if I can meet him in real life, then sure. Uh, do, do you think you could corner him? Do you think you can go to um, the uh, the uh, what's 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 the name of his store? I, I can never remember it. Like, do you think you can go to his Shane store and Silent Bob's Secret Stash? Yeah, do you think you can go there and you can pick up, you know, uh, chasing Amy on Blu-ray signed, and Kevin Smith is behind the counter, just like <laughs> uh, 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 going through the, the you know the 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 books, you know, uh, balancing the sheets. He's got those like uh, accounting glasses on. He's, he's looking down, and then you put the Blu-ray on the counter. You go, "Hello, Mr. Smith." He looks up. He takes off his accounting glasses. He goes, "Hello, uh, uh, young young sir." True believer. Hello, tr- <laughs> hello, true believer. <laughs> <laughs> then you go, "Hey, uh, uh, great to meet you. Uh, I'll take this chasing Amy Blu-ray." Oh, you know what? This is a good. Okay, this is a good bit. You you play you, I play Kevin Smith, okay? You're going to get okay. me on the podcast. Uh oh wait, you know what? Okay. Hold on. What, what um let's let's switch it cuz I'm going to tell you I'm going to I'm going to teach you how to do it, Marcus. You play Kevin Smith, I'll play you. Okay. Okay. That's the scenario, okay? You're Kevin Smith, you're behind the counter of the science, of the secret stash store. I'm Marcus serving customer in the store. So here we go. And action. Oh, hello. Hey, kitty. <laughs> Hi, Mr. Smith. Great to meet you. Hey, always good to meet a fan. Um, I'm going to take this Blu-ray of Chasing Amy that you've signed. All right, great. Go talk to Walt. He'll, he'll, he'll ring you up. Well, you know what? Before I go to Walt, and by the way, thank you for making this movie. I'm a very busy man. You know this. I you know, Hey, if, if I could take... 30 seconds of your time. I just want to say two things. First off, All right. first off, thank you for allotting me this time. Second off, huge fan. Uh, you've inspired me to uh, to do the things Look I do. Look around this store. <laughs> Look around this store. I, you know I, how many fucking huge fans are in here? Every single goddamn one of them. So I need you to tell me why you think that you're so much better than all of them. Well, if you go to them, would they put Chasing Amy as their number two movie of all time? Would they? <laughs> yeah, I bet a lot of them actually would. Okay, let me ask you Maybe this. Maybe even go number one. Okay, let me ask you this, Mr. Smith. Would they put at number one a movie you starred in? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think that's very likely. Are you sure, are you sure about that? Should, should, should we ask them these, some of these people? Hey. I think it is very, very likely that at any given time, there's somebody whose favorite movie is Clerks or, in no. the Jay and Silent Bob secret stash store. Okay, okay. Yeah, but we can't know that for sure. Hey, you come over here. You, you. Yeah? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> oh, we got two people. Come over here, you two. You're a couple. Okay. Uh, you, uh, the, the, the dude in this relationship. Wait, first, are you guys together or are you guys not together? Uh, I, I, uh, we haven't had uh, this discussion like an inappropriate yet. Question. I, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we're, we're trying to figure that out on our own. Okay, you know what? Never, never mind that question. Let me ask you something else. Okay, you, uh, what's your name? 
My name's Jeff. Okay, Jeff. Milton. Who? Excuse me? What would you say? My name's Milton. Milton. Okay. Hi, Milton. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> uh, Jeff, what's your favorite movie of all time? Live for your die hard. Okay. 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 <laughs> Fair. Okay. <laughs> Kevin Smith movie, number one. He's, he's starring in it. Okay. What about you, Milton? What's your favorite movie of all time? Uh, catch and Release. Okay. Um, I've never seen that. Uh, I'm assuming it has Kevin Smith in it, right? It, it does. Okay. Okay. So this proves my point that we're all fans of Kevin Smith, varying degrees. You, you know, Mr. Smith, you know, you don't have to be our number one in terms of like writer director, but you, you are a powerhouse in terms of being a star. Okay. That's my point. So I respect you so much as an actor that I'm asking you right here. I'm going to get on my hands and knees, Mr. Smith. Please be on my podcast to talk about your starring role in Southland Tales. My number one movie of all time. <sighs> you got a mic. <laughs> yes, I do. Here it is. Zip. and scene. <laughs> Perfect. That's how it's going to play out. All right. Yeah, I can make that happen. Yeah, make, make, make it happen. Um, all right, Marcus. Was there anything else we need to talk about? Nope. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I have no product placement here. I don't think I, I could not tell if there was any of them. Uh, Zeppelins are they are they still around? Oh, uh, Trier. They they the marks. Oh, yeah. the, they lived in Trier, Trier, Germany. Ah, well, uh, we that we was also an interesting thing. Did uh, did we miss the or did you? touch on the reoccurrence the the we see again the car commercial the two cars fuck oh yeah that does happen that does happen i'm glad they brought it back um but yeah okay final thoughts we've done it um marcus thank you for doing this again with me i appreciate it um i know you want to take a nap after this you've you're tired <sighs> you're, you yawned right on mike so uh, let's do another 30 minutes. Here we go. <laughs> no. Okay. Follow Gunk Blader on Twitter. Uh, yeah. G-U-N-K-B-L-A-D-E-R. Marcelo K. Pico. <laughs> yes. I wonder if that's taken. Marcelo K. Pico. Uh, talk from Society. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Talk from Society. All right. That's it. Now for our catchphrase to close off the show. Hey, you there have... Have a, a nice, nice a pod collapse. A pod collapse. Thank you. Ding.